And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. This play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Casey Gisclair here. Hoping that you guys are have a wonderful start to your day or have had a wonderful start to your day. We are going to hope to add to that joy. Throughout the course of this show, we've got some sports talk coming your way. And we're live until 1 o'clock as always here on Play-by-Play. We're going to talk about some high school baseball. There were some big results yesterday. We'll talk about some different things happening. Maybe some NCAA tournament. Pelicans got a win. Inch closer to playoff contention. We'll talk about that. All that and more during the course of the next 90 or so minutes. We've got Chandler Guitros. In the next segment of the show, man, you uh, you just feel for Coach Guitros and the Tarpons, man. They played their hearts out yesterday. Wheels kind of fell off a little bit in the 10th inning. They fall to Lutcher, but it was a tough, hard-fought defeat for the Tarpons last night at a game that I actually thought they played well enough to win, and at times, wax Coach Chandler about that. Tarpons in the middle of a pretty lengthy losing streak trying to find their way. Uh, at 12.15, we've got Damien lined up. Yeah, we're going to have Damien St. Pierre today. It's been a couple weeks off uh, with Damien. He's been super busy coaching and working and doing all the different things that he does. <clears throat> but we've got Damien squared away. And we'll have him on at 12.15 to talk some basketball and who knows what. You know how things go whenever we have Damien on the line. We're super grateful and eager to to chat with him. Um, Bottom of the show, we've got weekend predictions. And we'll also be breaking down some LSU baseball stuff because, look, the Tigers are about ready to start their weekend series with Arkansas, like, right now. Like, they're they're starting the first game at noon. Uh, Start time moved up because of the inclement weather in the area. Uh, tonight, so LSU will be playing Arkansas like during the show. So we'll give you some scoreboard updates and some different things to follow and pay attention to as that game is being played. Um, so looking forward to it. Hope that everybody's enjoying themselves. As we say often, go pour you a drink. Not an alcoholic drink, a, a Coke or a coffee if you're at work. Hey, if you're off on Friday, then hell, yeah, let's get started early. Yeah, let's make it an alcoholic beverage. That's okay. Uh, and we're going to entertain you for the next 90 minutes. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations, Reggie Leday, Greater Lafourche Port Commission Seat E candidate. Elections tomorrow. Y'all go on out and support. Get your ballots cast and uh, exercise your right. Yesterday. Local high school baseball scoreboard. We had Thibodeau get a five, or excuse me, a six to five win over Central Lafouche in a big win for Thibodeau. Thibodeau uh, was down a run in the fifth inning, got a run to tie it in the fifth, got a run to go up in the sixth, and the Thibodeau Tigers get a win over Central Lafouche six to five in a really good, really competitive game. Destrahan falls to North Shore. Four to three. So North Shore gets a win over Destrahan. Hanville was in action yesterday. They beat Isidore Newman 11 to six. So Hanville gets a big victory there, beating Newman. Um, how about maybe the result of the night last night is the Terrebonne Tigers? Terrebonne has been <clears throat> a team that's kind of difficult to, to peg down, right? Like some games they get big wins and look great, and other games they'll lose. You know, to a team that doesn't have a whole lot of wins and like they're kind of hard to figure, but they get a huge one yesterday. Beat Vanderbilt six to five. That's a 31 point win for Coach Cam Pierce and his team. That's a big, big win for a Terrebonne team that is now 13 and seven and continues to improve their positioning in postseason, um, uh, in the power rating projections, rather. 
In our local 4A district, there were three district matchups yesterday. One was competitive, two were not. South Terrebonne beat up on Ellender 14-2. Little surprised that that one got as lopsided as it did. Like, we know that South Terrebonne's more advanced than Ellender, right? Ellender's got a great record, great strong start to the year, all that. We've chronicled that. We've talked about that. But the fact remains, they haven't played the level of competition that the other local 4A schools have. So we figured the Gators would be favored. But for it to be a 14-2 spread, I ain't going to lie, that's a little bit surprising. The Gators pounce on them and get a big win. Assumption gets a 10-0 win over Morgan City. So the Mustangs stay hot and they get a win over Morgan City. In the game of the night in the district, look, if you're just going on the LHSA website, don't pay attention to that score. It's Lutcher getting an 8-3 win. Just looking at that would indicate, ah, Lutcher was better. They put it on him. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, they were better. But that game went to 10 innings. It was a 3-3 tie going into the extra innings, and the teams played several scoreless extra innings, and Lutcher finally pulled away in the 10th, 8-3. So the Tarpons ran with them stride for stride. But at the end of the day, it's Lutcher who gets the extra innings win and pushes forward in their district conquest. Um, we told you about Vanderbilt and Terrebonne. Berwick falls to North Vermilion 10-4. North Vermilion gets a win over the Berwick Panthers. Um, dude, I don't know that anybody has played a schedule as difficult as Berwick. Let me tell you about this. Berwick's like 7-10. and 10. So on the surface... Your instinct is to say, oh, man, it's a step back. Like, those dudes aren't any good this year. <clears throat> but they're 10th in the state in Division Three non-select. And if you go look at their schedule, they have played every single team that they have played has at least seven wins. <laughs> so, like, they haven't played any easy outs. And most of the teams have double-digit wins. Like, they have played a gauntlet and – um and they played a lot of those games close. Not very many teams have been able to separate from them. So I think that they'll be around. I think they'll get hot in the coming weeks whenever they start district and everything and they get closer to the playoffs. But they fall against a really good North Vermillion team yesterday. <clears throat> E.D. White is going cold. E.D. White is struggling. They lose to Central Private 2-1 to yesterday at home. Central Private gets a victory over the Cardinals. E.D. White started off the season just smoldering hot, like super hot, having won their first six games of the year. But since that time, they are 5-7 and seven in their last 12. So it has been a little bit of a grind and a little bit of a struggle for E.D. White, who takes on Catholic Point Coupe today and who plays Hanville tomorrow. So two more big tests for the Cardinals coming up as we get towards the weekend. Uh, 2A, Homer Christian School is off. Single A, maybe the hottest team in our area right now, CCA. CCA is playing well. They get an 11-0 win over Hanson Memorial in district play. The Lions, remember, we, we talked about this often throughout the course of the, the lead-in of non-district play. We've said, hey, CCA's taking some lumps, but CCA is facing elite competition, right? We've talked about that. They play 4A and 5A schools and don't bat an eye. Well, CCA now is up above 500, and they're starting to get into the 1A and 2A part of their schedule. They've won three in a row. They beat up on Central Catholic earlier in the week. They beat up on Hanson Memorial. Like They're starting to get hot at the right time. They're starting to play some good baseball at the right time. And now, looking at the schedule, yeah, they still got some 4As and some 5As sprinkled in there, but it becomes a much more manageable slate, and I think that they're about to rattle off a bunch of wins. So kudos to Coach Joe and his team for making that happen. And as, as they're starting to get hot and are starting to uh, you know play really well at the right time of the year. 
So let's catch a break. When we get back here and play-by-play, we'll go to Coach Chandler Guitros. The Tarpons played super well, man. You'd lock up with the defending state champion, Lutcher Bulldogs, and play them even for nine innings. It was that 10th inning they got them. It was Lutcher getting an 8-3 to win. Wax the coach about that. And about really the last couple of weeks, man, it's been a tough go for the Tarpons. They're trying to bust out of that slump that they're in. They've got an opportunity to do that tomorrow against Booker T. Washington. Wax them about that and more. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. I'm Dean Saba, Canada's for Great Old Foods Port Commission CE. Serving the people of Solid Foods has been my commitment, from being a lifelong resident to serving 37 years in law enforcement, while also serving on the Lafouche Ambulance District and the Lafouche Fire District Number 3 boards. I feel that I can bring a fresh business sense to the Port Commission. So on March 25th, please vote for me, Dean Sabwa, for the Great Lafouche Port Commission seat E. Early voting starts from March 11th through the 18th, paid for by Dean Sabwa Campaign Fund. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trowlers. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Looking for a job that matters? Ever thought of becoming a lifeguard? Six Flags Hurricane Harbor Splashdown is looking for people who love water, sunshine, and the opportunity to play a real role in the safety of others. Whether you're looking for a second job or a summer position, becoming a Hurricane Harbor lifeguard is a truly rewarding experience. Join our amazing team of lifeguards from all stages of life. Great pay, flexible schedules, employee events, along with serious benefits including paid training and free tickets. Apply at SixFlagsJobs.com today. Perhaps the game of the night in our area last night was played out in Galliano. Lutcher gets an 8-3 win over South Lafouche in a game that really is not indicative of that score. That went to 10 innings. It was back and forth. Both teams had opportunities. And Lutcher breaks through in the 10th. We talked to Tarpon baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, now who's in the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How's it going, man? Hey, going good, Casey. How are y'all? 
pretty good, bro. Look, it's been a rough patch for your team, man. We were just talking about that in the last segment of the show, and, and, and you and I were just chatting off the air. It's got to be super frustrating, bro, because, like, you guys are not losing 10 nothing. You're not getting run-ruled. You know, you're not getting beat up on. It's a walk-off loss, and, you know, some different things happen here and there. And, like, if the ball bounces differently during this losing streak, you guys could have won almost all them games. I know it's got to be frustrating, bro. What's the mood like in that locker room right now? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's trying to keep them up right now because everybody's, uh, you know, it, it's frustrating when you go through this. I mean, we're we're sitting at 500 right now, and if you look at the schedule objectively, we could, uh, you know, really be 13 and three, 14 and two with the way that some of these games are going, coin flip games, and uh, you know, it's just tough losing the close ones like that, man. It's uh, it's, you're in every game. Uh, the kids are playing hard. They're playing for each other. And, uh, you know, a lot of things have gone our way. Uh, but then in uh, a couple of clutch moments, we either maybe don't get the big hit and they do or, uh, you know, something. Something's always, uh, you know, kind of bit us in the foot. Uh, but uh, as baseball, man, you got to keep grinding. And that's what we just keep reminding the kids are of how close we are. We keep uh, bringing up the stats every day. Like, guys, we do this, this, and this. We win this game. You know, it's it's making them realize that we are that close, not to put your head down and, you know, Talking about the fact that we were exactly at this point last year through 16 games, we were 8-8 eight and eight and went on to have the best season in our school's history. So, uh, you know, what's happened so far doesn't dictate where we're going, but we got to learn from it and get better through it. Curell makes his debut on the mound last night and was outstanding. He gave you 80-plus pitches. He gave you into the sixth inning. He was super good. And Brian and I were making the comment on the air is that if you get this the rest of the way once a week from him, it changes everything. It, it pegs your pitching. You know, everybody slides down a slot. You have more depth. You have more flexibility during games. Like That could potentially be a game changer if he gives you that the rest of the way. Exactly. And look, that's the big thing is the depth that it's going to bring because we've really been going at this with three true starting pitchers, and that's been tough. You know, uh, Trying to manage four games a week uh, with three guys and then a bullpen day or managing how to get guys out early. Uh, look, and we didn't really anticipate throwing Jacob as much as we did. I believe he, uh, he was in the 70s or 80s in his pitch count. Uh, we would have liked to have kept that number uh, right around 65, 70. Uh, but, look, he was throwing well. He was feeling good, and uh, he, was, he was excited, man. So it was, uh, it was great to see, uh, you know, what we've been missing because uh, that, that was definitely a spark. Look, I know uh, the score early on didn't dictate it. I, I think that our pitching had a lot to do with it throughout the night. But that's one of the best hitting teams in the state of Louisiana. We kept them at bay, and uh, Jacob set the tone through that. Their guys really didn't hurt us. Their dude dudes didn't hurt us at all. I think they had uh, one RBI between them with that sack fly uh, by Marshall late in the game. But other than that, uh, I thought our pitchers handled it phenomenally, and Jacob was excellent. So let me ask you this, man. The most important question, yeah, he pitched well. How's he feeling today? Is everything good? Is the body feeling okay today? I hadn't got a chance to talk to him yet, actually. I'm going to uh, see him here in a little bit. Uh, but leaving last night, obviously, everybody was disappointed, but we were checking on him. He's going to be a little sore. Um, and that was really what had been holding him back with some forearm soreness uh, going in. That's why we've been waiting to pitch him. And with forearm soreness, that's not really anything to do with an elbow or a shoulder or something that could really uh, you know, hurt you. Um, it's just fatigue and not being in baseball shape or throwing shape. So he was able to work through that. He's been feeling good for about a week now, so we were very comfortable throwing him out there and uh, get delivered. So I uh, think everything should be fine. We'll rest him up uh, today. Probably won't throw a baseball today and have him ready for tomorrow. So last night there was a weird set of circumstances where your relief pitcher has to leave the game because of 
what I, from what you know, you know, I were talking about off the air, it feels like just like a misunderstanding. Give us the explanation that you were given, and give us the rule as you you know believe that it is now, but based on the rule book. And the rule that we knew going in, uh, we knew it as a coaching staff, and uh, the umpire just uh, misinterpreted. Uh, you, in extra innings, you are allowed one free visit every inning before you have to take a pick, pitcher out. Uh, we used our one free visit, and we were instructed to pull our pitcher out then. That was not the correct application of the rule. Uh, that was not a time in the game in the eighth inning that I, I felt that it was necessary for me to get myself ejected or anything like that or uh, you know try to show up, but the rule was wrong. I got a phone call uh, later that night confirming that the rule was wrong. And uh, unfortunate, man, it's uh, I believe that's two Thursdays in a row that uh, something happens out of our circumstances that it costs our team a chance to win. Luke was, uh, I believe, Luke had given up zero hits in 2.1 innings, and then an inning and a half later they score a five spot. So uh, who knows what would happen? Case we still might be playing baseball right now. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Uh, and it, it can't happen. I mean, it's uh, enough's enough, and you, you've seen it with games around the area. Um, you know, unfortunate what's going on right now, and everybody's a little uh, ticked off and disappointed. For sure, man. Look, let's talk about this, bro. Um, last night, you guys had a clear plan of, hey, if we get guys on base early in the innings, we're going to try to, you know, move them around and, and, and manufacture some offense, you know, doing some bunting and different things. But Coach and I kept talking about during the broadcast that, you guys are having a hard time getting them down. And, you know, a lot of bunts popped up foul into the screen, and it was putting you behind in counts 0-1, 0-2. And, look, I know you guys rep that at practice, and, and I know that you guys are capable of doing it well because you've done it well at times this season. How frustrating is that as a coach? Because, man, if you guys get some of those bunts down, who knows what might have happened, but it was just a struggle laying them down last night. Look, it's unbelievably frustrating, and the guys that are struggling right now are the guys that are our best guys in practice that are laying them down online, just just great at it. You know, I don't, it's, I don't know if it's pitch selection or if we got to mix up more what we do on all the machines. We rep it off a of velo, we rep it off of curveballs, but we got to figure something out because, uh, look, we're not a very fast team. We're just not. And uh, with a catcher like they had yesterday, we couldn't steal on those guys. I think we, uh, we called one, we were successful, uh, and that was just – the pitch selection that we got it on, and I think the catcher actually bobbled it, and I don't think we got to throw on it. But, uh, look, we can't just line up and steal on people with a decent catcher. It's not going to happen. It's relying on them to make a bad throw, and you can't live like that. So you got to get bunched down to move runners over. Uh, we had a couple of good ones. I know Hayden Colley had a great one. Uh, but, yeah, it's frustrating because the guys that are uh, struggling right now are our best guys. That's why we're calling it. And uh, very frustrating to see that we couldn't move those guys over last night because, uh, you know, uh, whenever you – Go ten innings, only get five hits, only three hits in the first seven innings. You know that's uh, it's kind of tough to live by if you can't move runners over. And you know another thing that that hurts in the attempt to move runners around and, and put pressure on the opponent are strikeouts. And I want to say you guys struck out like fifteen times last night. And look, their pitching had something to do with that. Their arms are very good, but man, uh, also there's a lot of some some big long swings and, and guys chasing pitches out of the zone. I'm sure that's something y'all gonna be looking to clean up as well. Yep, and we had been better at that. I believe our last two games we had less than three strikeouts, you know. So, uh, you look, Tiffy Captain Air pitching, uh, we had a bad night. We uh, we had a very bad night at the plate. Uh, the fact that we were actually able to hang around that long is just a testament to how good our pitching and defense were for nine innings, you know. Uh, but, uh, it was, yeah, it was a bad night. It's unproductive outs. You uh, you strike out 15 times, you probably shouldn't win the game. So, uh, you know, tip of the Captain Air guys, I mean, that's their – there are arms that we saw last night. I believe we're a little younger. That might be arms that you see uh, playing college ball one day. That was some pretty 
pretty good velo uh, at the high school level and something that we hadn't really seen a whole lot of this year. Um, the strikeout swing, and I could live with the strikeouts looking is inexcusable and it can't happen. Booker T. Washington coming in tomorrow. Um, that's that's a huge game. I mean, you can't lose to a one-win team. Looking at their schedule, they've not been successful this season, but they have scored a bunch of runs at times, man. I see they scored 15 on Noma, 10 on Ben Franklin, 11 on Livingston. Looks like pitching is their issue. They've given up 10, 12, 15 runs at times. How do you approach it as like, you know, hey, yeah, you're probably favored to win the game, but at the same time, you guys have lost a bunch in a row, so you don't want to take anything for granted. What's the approach going into tomorrow's ball game? Uh, we ain't taking no chances. They're going to see Mason Bozegard, and we're coming out the gates hot. You know, uh, that's one that we got to have. So, uh, you know, it might be senior day, it might be this and that. The main objective is to win the game, and uh, we got to get off this streak and get some momentum going into next week. So we got, you know, four big ones. You know, two district games with HL Bourgeois and then Hondale at the end of the week as well. So. Uh, we got to get some momentum going. Um, if you want to make a run at this thing, winning games right now, it's it's uh, crucial, you know, because we've – just because you've uh, been in every game, you're playing hard, you're getting better. If you want to get to your goal of being the top 24 in Division One, there's no more room for error. So, uh, you know, the last couple of seasons, this has been the time of the year that we've gotten hot, capable of doing it again. If, uh, you know, we just got to, you know, we got to produce, we got to coach better, got to play better, and uh, I think it starts tomorrow. Coach, last night you had a, a little bit of a situation on the bases where you know they you guys bunted, they kind of threw it away, tried to get aggressive, go second to third, get thrown out there at a big spot. Are those communication issues? Are those guys that are just inexperienced? Or you know, were you sending them there? With, was that on you? Like, talk me through what's going on there because it feels like you guys have had some issues on the bases at times this year. Yep, on that particular one, that was me wanting to take a shot. Uh, the ball skirted by the first baseman. At that point, we were uh, in a three-hit situation. Okay, we had three hits the entire game. Is it the right baseball move? Probably not. Uh, probably should have played the percentages, but my next guy over with the next guy. But like you said, we were struggling with the fun game. Um, I saw an opportunity there, and I told myself going into the inning, we had an opportunity there to get get a guy out uh, of third with less with uh, no outs actually. Um, so I was really willing to take that shot right there. It was a bang-bang play. We thought he was safe. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, you know, probably a bad read on my part. I thought the ball rolled a little bit further than what it did, and it wouldn't be as close to the play as it was. But, uh, you know, like I said, probably not the right baseball call. But at that point, we're getting three hit. We weren't really funny well. I was willing to take a shot there. Yeah, hey, nothing, nothing wrong with that, brother. Look, man, we thank you so much for the time. And uh, go get you one tomorrow, partner. All right, Casey. Have a good weekend, man. Yep. That is Coach Chandler Guitros with the South Lafouche Tarpons. Man, you feel for them. You, you, I, I feel for those kids. But, but, I'll say this. South Terrebonne had a, a very similar stretch last year where they were losing every game and fluke plays and getting walked off. And they ended up turning it around. So, there's a lot of baseball left. The challenge is last year you were in 4A. Now you're with the big dogs. This is going to be tough to jump from 31 all the way to 24. It certainly can be done, but it's going to be tough to do so. You look at the remaining schedule, <clears throat> you got to beat Booker T. Washington tomorrow. If you lose that, your season's over. But I think that the biggest thing for the Tarpons, honestly, is I think that they need to win just about all of these non-district games, right? Beat Bourgeois. Riverdale, Homa Christian, Warren Easton, Destrehan. Like they've got a bunch of big non district games. And if you get those and you beat Morgan City and Eleanor, like you're probably supposed to do, 
And if you can maybe split with Assumption and Vanderbilt, you don't have to maybe beat both of them. I know it's a tall task. Maybe you split with them. If you could take care of those non-district games, I think that you could maybe put yourself in position. It's going to be tough, but I think that you could maybe put yourself in position. And another thing that you're going to need, look, let's be honest. You're going to need some help. You're going to need Cecilia to win some games. You're going to need Church Point to win some games. You're going to need St. Martinville, who's 0-16. Guys, let's go. Let's win a damn game or two here or there. North Lake Christian, they're 8-9. Every time they win a game, you get three points because you played a three-game series and you beat them all three games. You need North Lake, North, excuse me, North Lake Christian to win about 15 games. That would be a big help. All of those things add up to you having a better opportunity, but the Tarpons are going to have to also take care of business on the field, and those non-district games are a good place to start. Booker T. Washington tomorrow, Riverdale, Hanville, Homer Christian, Ascension Catholic, Easton, CCA, Destrehan. You can win those games if you give yourselves a chance, more so than the, the remaining district games because you only got a handful of district games left. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk maybe some NCAA tournament and some other things happening in the world of sports. Then we've got Damien at 12-15. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com.
Welcome back to Play by Play. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. We're now officially at that point in the day where it's either lunchtime for about half of you or it's drive time for the other half of you. Because a lot of folks get off early on Friday. So take advantage of the beautiful opportunity to get off early on the Friday. Do what you guys got to do. Enjoy your weekend. If you got any outdoor work or anything, get it done early because it's supposed to rain a little bit later on. Uh, so let's talk some sports for the next hour or so. LSU's about ready to have their first pitch with Arkansas. I'm actually pulling that up on ESPN Plus as we speak. The Tigers are going to be throwing Paul Skeens against the Razorbacks in a series that unfortunately has just been decimated by weather right like tonight's game was supposed to be a night game it's now at noon it was supposed to be friday saturday sunday now tomorrow they're playing a doubleheader no sunday games so like you got two top six teams in the country and you're not even gonna see like the full gauntlet of what you're supposed to see and it's unfortunate but, i mean it is what it is. i'm not complaining about it right the weather is what it is um but it is a little bit of a bummer that lsu is not gonna be able to play the full three games and all that good stuff Actually, that, that first pitch for that LSU-Arkansas is 12.30, by the way. I just pulled it up on ESPN Plus and got told that it didn't start yet. Um, last night, you had Gonzaga beating UCLA in a thriller in another game that proves that there are magnets in the rim in the NCAA tournament because kid made a shot from almost half court, leads Gonzaga to a 79-76 win. Now, that that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to have the magnets debate again with you guys, but I am going to have this debate. And I posed this question on social media, and I'm going to ask Damien about this in the next segment of the show, too, to get his thoughts. And I'm curious to hear what his take on this is going to be. You got a guy like Drew Timmy, who is a tremendous college basketball player. And we use the word college basketball player there because he's not going to be a professional basketball player of any significance. Drew Timmy it plays a style that just is not conducive to NBA success. He is a back-to-the-basket, back-down, get-into-the-lane post player. He doesn't have the foot speed to guard on switches. He won't be able to play defense at the NBA level. There's a reason why he's a four-year college player, and it's because he doesn't have any NBA value. I mean, he's tested the waters. He's heard from scouts or whatever it may be. They don't think he's going to be able to play much at the next level, if any. So this brings to the next question that I would have. And it just goes to show where we are in the college sports landscape, right? That I would even ask this question. Drew Timmy is a four-year player, Gonzaga. He's a true senior. But he has a COVID year that he didn't use, right? Remember how during the pandemic, everybody had that one year that got frozen, their eligibility got frozen? So Drew Timmy, in theory, could come back next year to Gonzaga. He has said publicly in press conferences, I've done my four years. I'm not going to be back at Gonzaga next season. He didn't say I'm going pro. He didn't say and that. Look, that may well be what he meant, right? But he didn't. He, he specifically said, I'm not going to be back at Gonzaga next season. If we all agree that Drew Timmy's not going to be an NBA player of significance. And look, I think that he would maybe be a second-round pick. I think he may be 
certainly be an undrafted free agent. He would maybe get a chance to go to training camp. He would bounce around the G League for a while. Like, all that's like he's going to play professional basketball, right? That's not what I'm, I'm not trying to say that he's going to be selling insurance with, with Ashley Barrios next year. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he's not going to be a star player in the NBA. He may have a cup of coffee here or there. He's going to bounce around. He might play G League, might play overseas. He's going to be a professional basketball player. But that leads to the question. Knowing that it's not likely that he's going to be a 10, 15, 20, 30, $40 million per year player, and you have a year of college basketball eligibility left, why wouldn't Drew Timmy then say, as soon as the season ends with Gonzaga, all right, I'm going in the transfer portal. I've got one season of eligibility. I might be the best player in the sport. Come get me. And by come get me, I'm doing the dollar signs with my fingers and my thumbs right now. If you're, let's say, North Carolina or Duke or Houston or whatever, Alabama, whatever program that you want to live, every program in the country would want to have this guy. You could potentially create a bidding war that would make you more money in that one season then Drew Timmy may potentially ever make in professional basketball. So I, th- I really believe that one of the big things that the NIL is going to do, and one of the things that I think is going to be a positive of the NIL, is that remember like these old LSU football teams where they would go like 8-4 and four under less miles, and you would think during the season, like, man, like it's eight and four, but it's going to be better next year because we've got a lot of guys coming back. We've got a lot of sophomores and juniors. And then you turn around and lose 16 guys to the NFL early just because they don't want to play for less miles anymore. And of the 16 guys, probably 12 of them aren't picked either at all, or if they are picked, they're picked in like the sixth or the seventh round, meaning that they absolutely positively should have come back to school. I think NIL is going to eliminate some of that. Because if I'm a player now, and and look, the argument always was, well, you know, you got to feed your family and making a million dollars in a season is better than making nothing in college and you run the risk of getting hurt, whatever it may be. But I'll tell you this, if we could bridge that gap and we could say, you know, hey, Instead of being a six-round pick making a million dollars, why don't you come back to school? We get you about five hundred grand of NIL, which isn't as much as a million dollars, right? But it then gives you the opportunity to improve your positioning next year. You might be a second-round pick, and then guess what? You're making three, four, five million dollars a year. Like it just gives you the opportunity to earn something while waiting for the next big payday. And I don't think guys are going to be in as much of a hurry to rush to go pro anymore. And I know that's a little bit off topic because we're talking about Drew Timmy, but just think about that for a second. What would happen if a guy would come out? And I think Drew Timmy would be the best one to maybe try it out because he is a proven commodity. And whatever he would be seeking, he couldn't get at Gonzaga. But he could get it at North Carolina or at Duke or at whatever name Power 5 school you want to list. Kentucky, Purdue, What if he just came out and said, all right, it's an auction. You get me the most NIL money, I'm going. I got one year left. I'll go help you win. I'm going to go average 25 points a game, eight rebounds. I'm going to be dominant, but I'm going to the highest bidder. Purest of college athletics would hate that. 
And look, I don't even know if I would like that. But I'm just saying if it were me, knowing what I know about his NBA prospects, knowing what I know about the way he plays, knowing that I don't think he's going to fit in the professional game at all, my advice to him would be, bro, stay in the college game as long as you can and make a bunch of money there. Because here's the thing for guys like Drew Timmy, for guys like Tim Tebow, for guys like Tommy Frazier, for guys like Danny Werfel, and guys that don't that are great collegiate players but don't have much professional aspirations, soak it in at the collegiate level as long as you can. Werfel and Tebow and all those other guys, they didn't have the opportunity to cash in. But Timmy and others now do. Imagine that. Imagine if Tim Tebow were playing college football at Florida today. Imagine the NIL money. It would, it would, it would greatly trump anything that he would have ever gotten in the NFL. And for those guys, like make it last as long as you can. Drew Timmy, use your COVID year. Come back a fifth year. Go play it. North Carolina, go play at Kentucky, go play at wherever, Arkansas, whoever. Make it happen for yourself, partner. Go go chase it. Go, go run it down, man. Because professional basketball, while it's, a, it's certainly a higher level, it's also a higher level of competition. And as former Zag Adam Morrison once learned, sometimes going to that greater level of competition... Yeah, sometimes that ain't the best. <laughs> sometimes that ain't the best. Let's play by play. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to go to Damien St. Pierre. We'll catch a quick commercial, and then we'll be right back here on KLEB. Hi, my name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater Lafourchepoor Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot with 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon. I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. They do not give up until you pay. They put a lien on my house. How about you? Do you owe back taxes? Call Tax Solutions now and get some help. For a limited time, the IRS offers a tax forgiveness program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Our team can make it easier for you to pay back taxes, avoid tax liens, and get a fresh start. Sometimes you just need a second chance. I call Tax Solutions Now and they got the IRS off my back. At Tax Solutions Now, our affiliates are all accredited by the Better Business Bureau and members of the National Association of 
of tax professionals. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Time is running out. Call Tax Solutions now. Call 800-319-6697. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford. Now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Join us for the first ever Bullets and Balloon Festival, March 31st through April 1st. This festival is designed to share with the world our unique Bayou cuisine, our culture, and our heritage. Ten hot air balloons will take you into the skies over Bayou Lafouche. Enjoy food, drink, and games, plus local artisans selling handcrafted creations. Bullets and Balloons Fest at Oak Ridge Park in Golden Meadow. Come and experience the best of Lafouche while also helping our four-legged friends. Visit LouisianaTravel.com to plan your trip today. entangled around the nerves and the lower jaw. My surgery was more complicated and I had to reschedule my family vacation. I had a cyst around my impacted wisdom tooth. I was referred to an OMS to have it removed. I was so worried. I wish I would have taken care of this when I was younger. Some things get better with age. Your wisdom teeth are not one of them. Visit myoms.org to find an OMS near you. It's been a while since we've had our partner Damien St. Pierre on the line. He is the boys and girls basketball coach at Eagles Landing. No, wait, Golden Meadow Middle School. Uh, also the president of South Lafouche Biddy Basketball and South Lafouche Flash. Damien, what's good, man? How are we doing? I knew that was going to be the, the topic of discussion to start this conversation. Hey, great to be back after a crazy couple of weeks that I've been having. I appreciate you holding my spot. Yeah, for sure, man. Look, uh, Biddy's been busy with the national tournaments and regionals, and I believe the last set of national tournaments are going off right, or this weekend, rather, with the 12s. Talk to us about that, man. It's, it's been super busy. Uh, the kids have been all over the place playing and competing, and, and what's it been like, man? Uh, so I've been lucky enough to, to actually do some national Biddy basketball rep kind of work over the last couple of weeks. Just 
just not coaching all-stars this year, you know, kind of sitting back and, and letting my kid play for somebody else and, and just getting to, to manage the, the whole deal. And from, from, from a South Lafourche Bitty perspective, we've hosted, man, I think we hosted eight tournaments this year, a bunch of regionals. Um, our teams are, are uh, look, the kids are having a blast. We, our success for, as far as wins is not there where, you know, where we normally are. Uh, a lot of talent from these other organizations that are just, just at, at this moment in time are just, are just more successful, successful than we are. But our kids are having a blast. We had a good couple B teams. You know, our, our teams competed. I wouldn't say that we're, uh, you know, we're not at the bottom, but we're definitely not at the top. But got a chance to go check out the eight nationals, went check out the, the 10s, and then um, later this afternoon we're going to head out to, to Lafayette to check out the 12s. Man, big props to, to Terrebonne. I feel like they're in every championship game. Props to those guys are doing a great job. Um, in Terrebonne Parish. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, let's talk about this. The NCAA tournament's going on, and I don't know if you were listening in the last segment of the show, but before I ask you who you think is going to win the rest of the way, it's interesting. Uh, as I just had the conversation of, we got a guy at Gonzaga, Drew Timmy. He's got one year of eligibility left. He said, and look, he may well have meant, hey, I'm just going pro. But he said before the tournament, I'm not going to be back at Gonzaga next year. Conspiracy theorists in me, I think he, there's a chance he enters the portal and just tries to get a ton of NIL money knowing, you know, I'm probably not going to be a very good professional basketball player. I'm not the fastest. I don't know that I could guard the next level. How interesting and unique would it be if he just said, all right, it's auction time. Kentucky, Carolina, Duke, Arkansas, Texas, whoever, come get me. And I'm curious because I really truly believe, Damien, that in, in situations like this with players like that, they can maybe make more money in college stretching out their collegiate careers than they ever can make in the professional game. With guys like that, that would be a tremendously smart move. Um, like you said, he's not going to be a, a, a tremendously successful NBA guy. Now, we could sit there and say that you just you never know when, when you actually have to have to play in the game. But, um, you know, wh why not be that, um, you know, big fish, small pond type of situation where you if, you, if you stay at a Gonzaga or, or, you know, I know he said he's not, but if just in general in a situation like that, if you stay at a school like that or if you stay or if you go to, to a bigger school and, and get paid, um, it, it's, a, it's an awesome situation. You know, a lot of people think it's not. I think me and you are maybe the only two in the world that like the NIL and the, obviously the kids getting paid that like the NIL situation and the way it, it's played out. Um, it's like pro, pro sports free agency. Um, to me, it's fun. Gives you a chance to win every year. You don't have to, as a coach, you don't have to sit there for three or four years and and take your lumps before you get good. You, you could be good automatically with a, with a few uh, pieces, big pieces of the puzzle in that that first year. And it, it's it the the way it plays out. And you know, similar situation that kind of going through um, on the business side of my of my life, where you go through the first phase and you see how it goes. And you prepare for that first phase. And then that, that installation phase in that second part, and that's kind of what we're going through in the NIL deal. You see the initial the initial effects, and then now uh, as it's reveling in everyday business, how is that how is that working out, and how is that working for a player like like Drew Timmy, where he may be able to be a top dog, big fish, small pond in in you know in a, in an ACC, SEC, Big Ten type of situation. It's going to be fun to see how that plays out. And it's good for these college athletes, just like um, I read something that, that uh, Armando Baycott may be coming back to North Carolina. I don't know if that's good or bad right now, but you can't tell me that NIL doesn't have something to do with that. Oh, no, there's no doubt. And yeah, it does look like Baycott may be returning to Chapel Hill, which should be exciting. 
You know, let's talk about the women before we dive back into the men. The LSU women are playing in the Sweet 16 today at 4 o'clock against Utah. That's a two-versus-three matchup. In Vegas, LSU is actually favored by five and a half points, and I think it's the right thing because I talked about this earlier in the week. Against common opponents, LSU has beaten the common opponents by far more than Utah has, and I think they should be favored. One thing that I think is interesting, and I applaud this about Kim Mulkey, man, and like, you're a coach, and you know I've done some coaching too, and one of the things that I like is coaches that are willing to go against the grain, right? And in today's day and age where everybody's shooting three-pointers and everybody's trying to get smaller and playing guards and you know, they're trying to get more versatile and have more players that could guard all the positions, Kim Mulkey has said, nope, we're going to be big, we're going to play a center, and we're going to beat your ass on the glass. And LSU out-rebounded Michigan by about 30 rebounds the other night. And it's unique to see a team where, at a time where everybody's going small, 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 they're just diving in, digging in their heels, going big, 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 and are trying to beat you in the paint. It's worked so far. They're 30-2, and two, and it's kind of interesting to see a team going against the grain like that. It, it is. And big teams like that, big physical tough teams, um, those are the teams that do well in tournament-type situations. You could have, um, you know, you, you, you play these, these schools that maybe are want to run up and down the floor, and you play that, that – you take a day off and play the next night, they may not be the same. The three-point teams that live and die by the three-pointer, they may destroy you by 24 in that opening round game, but in the second round game, their legs are a little more tight and they're not hitting those shots, so they lose. You're always going to have that physical, that physicalness, the aggressiveness on the boards. You can't always make three-pointers, but you can always make layups. And if, you got, if you're in a position to be able to make layups, or if you miss it, you're getting the rebounds ten times more than what, the, what your opponent's getting. That's winning basketball. And you talk about NIL deals and not having to wait to be good. Kim Mulkey's a perfect situation in that. The thing I like about and respect about Kim Mulkey is she's not afraid to tell the truth. She's not afraid. She's not going to hide behind the microphone in the press conference and just give you answers that you may want or, or feel that you need to hear. She's going to give you the truth. That's, that's few and far between in this day and age. And I think that, you know, being honest and being genuine, that's the reason that a lot of players want to play for because they know that they're not going to get, um, you know, they're not going to hear what they want to hear. They're going to hear what they need to hear, and that's going to help them develop in their game, and that's why she's having so much success in that very short amount of time and, you know, in a couple seasons in, in Baton Rouge. So I'm going to actually be a betting man for a second. There are 12 teams left on the men's side. There are four teams that are in the Elite Eight. There are several other teams that are awaiting their opportunities in the Sweet 16. If I had to take uh, – actually, right now, Damien, go and lay – some cash on one team that you would bet on to win the national championship right now. Would you go with a favorite like Alabama or Houston? Or is there an underdog or a Cinderella that you like? You know, no Turtle said yesterday he picked Gonzaga. I, I'm watching and I'm kind of thinking that Texas is maybe playing some of the best ball in the country. If I had to give you one of the 12 teams left, which one would you take right now? Man, I, I hate going chalk, but I'm going to take one of the top two seeds. Um and look, everything that everything in me doesn't want to take this because first off, I hate the school, and second off, I hate just being chalked. But I, it's going to be tough, Alabama, not to not to yeah. take this, and and our and our Houston. You know, they're they're two of the top teams. But to say that, you know, Houston they struggled at a point in that game in the, in the round of six uh, round thirty two, I believe. Um, but then Cinderella stories, man. That Kansas State Michigan State game last night was watching. It was like watching a heavyweight twelve round fight, and then it. It got extended to 15 rounds in the in the overtime. It was just back and forth, back and forth, well coached on both ends. And then, you know, you talk about bigs. We just talked about bigs in our last conversation. What about the point guards? That's the most crucial crucial position in the game. And you got 
a record-setting night by Kansas State's point guard. He's talking trash into the crowd to Isaiah Thomas. He looks to the right, starts arguing with his coach. All while, the whole time, he's locked in with his big, and he throws him an alley-oop from the three-point line. That guy played un- unbelievable last night, and that's one of the better, obviously, as a, from a point guard situation, one of the best performances in, in the college basketball history. Uh, it's hard to root against a team like that. It's hard to, to pick against a team like that. Uh, just some great stories. But I heard all week about how Arkansas was, was and, and Eric Musselman was they're so ready and they're you know they're they're so prepared to play and then just get blown out by UConn who's been there a million times. Um, you know, being there and, and being experienced in those situations goes a long way later in these tournaments. Yeah, no, I agree with that one hundred percent, Padna. Um let's talk a little bit of NBA. Uh the New Orleans Pelicans have said that Zion Williamson will get reevaluated in two weeks. If you go exactly two weeks from the date that they announced that and and go forward, there would be two games left in the regular season. They won again. They beat the Hornets, but now their schedule is about ready to get much more difficult. The easy part is now over. They're 30, uh, 36 and 37. They're in a big old tie, but right now tiebreakers would have them in the playoffs as the number 10 seed. So I'm going to ask you this. Are they going to get in or are they not going to get in? Uh, do you think that New Orleans will be playing some some postseason basketball this season? That schedule is going to be difficult. You know they won three in a row, um, but the the three that they've won just now, uh, or, you know, in the last three, obviously, are not very good. You know, you had a team that's tanking. You had one of the worst teams in the NBA that they got a win over last night. Brandon Ingram decided he wanted to play the last few games. That's I mean that's that's crucial to the Pelicans' success. Uh, Murphy hit a couple threes that that you know that kind of sealed their fate last night. Talk about Zion, him coming back. I feel like we've been reevaluating him every two weeks for the past year and a half. And <laughs> if they're not a lock to get into that, to those that play in, I don't think they're going to get to that eight spot. I think obviously better chance to get into that uh, those play in playoff games. I don't know if they're going to. They did it last year. They didn't. They, they did not bring him back for that. And I don't see it happening this year. Um, and, uh, I, we called it three months ago. Said he was done. And I, I'm going to stick with that. So I don't think they're going to get back and. Um, it's a tight race for that last for that tenth spot, uh, and without Zion and just the strength of that schedule, I don't I don't see them getting in. I know I'm gonna get a bunch of texts coming from a bunch of people telling me I'm wrong, but let's let's see how it plays out. I'm, I'm gonna stick to my stick to my guns here. You know, it would be such a Pelicans thing to do to bring him back the last game against Minnesota, and that'd be like a win or get eliminated game. And he plays, he's on a minute restriction, 20 minutes. He plays his 20 minutes, has to sit out the last 10 minutes. The Wolves come back and beat. Like, that'd be such a Zion Williamson and Pelicans thing to do if they emptied the tank before the game was over. He had to sit out. Like, that's that'd be the, a microcosm of his whole career. I could see that. He plays the first 20 minutes. They're up by 15. He comes out reluctantly trotting to the bench. And uh, the, the Timberwolves go on like an 18-nothing run to – to even out that game, that would be that would be very interesting to watch, and I would like to see the meltdown that follows. We haven't had you on much, so I haven't had a chance to really chat with you much about some of the moves the Saints have made. They add their quarterback in Carr. I think they overpaid to get him, but he's going to probably be an upgrade. They go get a running back, Jamal Williams. They keep Jameis Winston. They're going to keep Michael Thomas. They lost some pieces on defense. In theory, the Saints should be a little bit better, but my, my th- question is, I don't know how much better. I don't know if it's going to warrant pushing kind of all in like they have. What are your thoughts on some of the things that New Orleans has done so far this offseason? I mean, it sounds great. You bring in, uh, to me, and, and this is not me hating, this is just me being a realist. 
you bring in a, a younger version of Andy Dalton. Yeah. Okay. So you're not telling me any, any different until he lights it up for 35, 30 touchdown passes next year. You're not telling me any different. You bring in, you know, Michael Thomas has bought in. Michael Thomas has played three quarters of football in the last three years. That doesn't help me. You bring in Jamal Williams, who was the leading. I think he, I think he had the most touchdowns in, in, in the NFL. I think he broke maybe Barry Sanders' record in, in, in Detroit last season. But he split. I don't know who he's splitting with now because Alvin Kamara, obviously they're bringing him in because he is going to be suspended for X amount of games throughout this season. I don't know if he could carry that entire load. Of, and I, I just – it sounds good. The moves are, are made. I think to make sure that the games aren't blacked out, that the, the you know you're going to buy those season tickets, you're going to get them in, they're going to get their money for season tickets, and then towards the end of the season it'll kind of be the same as it was towards the end of this season. Everybody's excited. You got some new tools. You know you, you obviously want to use them, but how far can you use those before they before they break down? I just I don't think Derek Carr's the answer at quarterback. I think they got him on a decent backloaded deal where they could get him for a couple seasons, feel him out. I think it's great that 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 James Winston's coming back. Uh, you know, as a backup quarterback, I, I don't I don't know if you get better than that. But to rely on him as a starter, that's 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 not the thing. Uh, the receiving core should be better. Michael Thomas, obviously, if he plays, is 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 a huge factor in what they do. I think they developed, which was great last year. Some of those second tier wide receivers, they got a lot of speed, but they got to be able to throw the ball to the right team in order to win some some football games. And that's that's where I'm standing. I, w- I want to see it again. I want to see it before I start believing in it. Carolina's had a great offseason, and they already had a great defense. They've added to their offense. Like, I hope people realize that Andy Dalton is going to win this division with Carolina next year. They were 7-10. and 10. They've added DJ Chark, Adam Thielen. They've got the number one pick in the draft. They've got a great defense. They've got a new coach. Dalton is going to beat the Saints and win the division next year. I hope people understand that. Surprised they didn't keep Baker Mayfield. <laughs> 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 a little bit better. Uh, look, they, they, they're they're there. I think the division as a whole is down. Uh, I don't understand, and maybe you could tell me why. I don't understand why Atlanta wouldn't go after Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's some some things in play there. Atlanta adding Lamar Jackson, they're already one of the fastest teams in the in the in the NFC, and adding him in a in a down division just almost automatically gets you to the playoffs. So I, I don't know what they're waiting on. I guess. Um, who's the Cincinnati quarterback that they're leaning on? Um, Ritter. Uh, yes, Desmond Ritter. Uh, Desmond Ritter, to me, doesn't win your games, but I could be wrong. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I don't think, wins your games in Tampa Bay. I don't think somebody's got to win these games, and I think Carolina may be the most talented team uh, sitting between a lot of those four teams. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that with that initial pick. What, what do you think is going to happen with that? By all account, look, here's the thing that's crazy is that, you know, they traded for the number one pick not knowing what they want. <laughs> you know, they 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 traded for the pick and like, yeah, we're going to interview some quarterbacks. We're going to interview this. We're going to we're going to interview that. We might also even trade down like that feels like something I would do on Madden. Like I would trade and get the number one pick and then be like, yeah, no, I don't really want any of these guys. So I'm going to didn't trade down to four and. I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm curious. I think that if they keep the pick, they'll take Stroud from Ohio State. But the fact that they traded up for something not knowing what they wanted to me is a little bit puzzling. It feels video gameish to me. It does. You look at it, and well, at least I have the pick of everybody. I don't have to wait to see who anybody else picks to not get the guy that I want. But obviously, it's a, it's a good move. I don't think they gave. I don't think they gave up too much, especially being in the position that they're in. 
look, they were they were tough down the stretch, even with you know without a, a, a real solid quarterback. So uh, they're 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 prominent in that division. That it's we're gonna see uh, uh, like an old school Seattle like sub five hundred win and then just go get destroyed in the in the uh, in the playoffs. That's that's what this division is looking like. WrestleMania is not this coming weekend, but next. There are 12 announced matches so far. Um, we know that the stuff involving Roman and Cody, and that's super hot. We know the stuff involving Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Usos, that's super hot. Have you been following it? What are some things that got you most excited as we're now about eight days away? I guess I'm a little confused. Why uh, Is Jake Paul wrestling, or he's just the host? What's up with that? I think he's the host. Um Logan Paul will be wrestling Seth Rollins. I'm sure Jake's going to get involved in that match. He might even turn on Logan, set up like a brother versus brother. I don't know. But, yeah, he's going to be the host. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be competing. Yeah, I that, that is a little bit weird to me, too. So, I mean, obviously everybody's, you know, everybody's kind of tuned in. I saw a really, really good segment between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns about, uh, you know, Reigns talking about his dad, and then Reigns ha- uh, if 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 Rhodes would win, Reigns would have to go back because everybody he, he's losing everybody if he loses that match, and it just kind of went back and forth. I thought that was really cool. I, I think that's that's probably the match that I'm looking probably second uh, most to. Obviously, the tag team match with with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the Usos. That, that's I mean that that very well may be the main event, the the true main event that everybody really really wants to see. There's just so much built-up storyline in there, so much emotion, and you don't know if, if you know if Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. Uh, I feel like one week they're they're good, the next week they're not, and then the same thing with the Usos. There's a, just a lot going on with that. I don't obviously I don't think that's going to be a clean decision. I think there's going to be some turning in that, and uh, I think the storyline out of that is going to be the main storyline coming out of WrestleMania. So let me ask you this: Turtle and I have been debating this for the last couple of weeks. The Austin Theory and John Cena match confuses us because you got John Cena who's burying Theory on the mic lower than mud. But it's a championship match, and I can't see Cena winning a championship at this day and age in his career, which would mean that Theory would be likely to go over unless if there's a DQ or an unclean finish. Like That match confuses me. That, amongst all the other matches on the card, is the one where I really don't know how it's going to go. I can't see Cena losing, but I also can't see Cena being a champion, so I'm just very interested to see how that one shakes out. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a long lineage of of quotes that I've learned in my life, and one of them is you don't grow a beard for no reason. All right, This takes me to my my, my Theory-Cena matchup. Theory's got the beard rocking the last time I saw him. Um, He is getting destroyed on the mic, but... it's weird how they're booking him. When McMahon was in there, he was like that kind of the same thing that, that they were doing with Roman Reigns, kind of just shoving them down everybody's throat. Then when Triple H took over, he went down. Uh, he he had lost like what seven matches in a row or something like that. I think he was he was he was just getting destroyed. And then now they're slowly starting to build him back, which makes people believe that maybe McMahon's back, kind of tightening the screws on that, or is Triple H believing in Austin Theory? He's trying to. He's, he's got a little more aggression in him. He's got the beard look. Something's going down with that. Y'all, y'all are on the, the correct journey. Um, it's a it's a weird matchup, but man, you know, Cena always shows up in, in these these big situations to put on great matches, and I think they have him. You know, Theory could go at the end of the day. He, you know, he could work. He may not be the biggest character, but I think he could work. And I do think Cena. I'm not gonna say he's passing the torch by any stretch of the imagination. 
to Austin Theory, but I do think he's going to give him that bump, and I think Theory's going to go over. The way they're going to do it, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be clean because I think Cena's ego and his, his Hollywood status is probably too big for him to, to to take to take the job to you know to somebody that's kind of on the emerging level, not the top level. But it's gonna it's gonna be in a way. Theory's going to go over in some type of way that's going to elevate him to maybe that next spot, and that's, I, I think that's how that's going to go over. Last question before we let you go. LSU baseball is actually playing Arkansas right now. It's scoreless in the bottom of three. That game got moved up because of anticipated rain in Baton Rouge tonight. LSU baseball is ridiculous, bro. They're number one in the country. they got an offense for days. They've got some high-level starting pitching. Have you been following what they're doing much? I know you like to follow the Tigers on the baseball side. Man, it's it's been impressive what Jay Johnson's been doing with that team. Yeah, I'm more. I usually catch up about the SEC tournament, but I follow enough. You know, just to, to, to see the results, and I, I listened to uh, to Jay Johnson yesterday. Um, it might have been a press conference or some type of interview, and it pretty much said, you know, we, we got one of the we got probably the best hitter uh, in college baseball. We got one of the best. We got the best or one of the best pitchers in college baseball. So pretty much pinning all the the pressure on him and in, in having to win that that national championship this year. But it, it just looks like he's put together a, a crazy talented team, and it looks like they're gonna they're gonna make a the run that. That everybody in Baton Rouge is, is used to, or used to be, used to be used to, uh, anxious to see how how that plays out. Good stuff, partner. We thank you so much for the time. Hope to chat again next Friday, bro. Absolutely, Casey. Thanks, man. Have a great one. You too. That is Damien St. Pierre doing an excellent job. We missed the man. We're glad to have him back in the rotation. We're happy to have him on today to chat about all the different things happening in the world of sports. Let's catch a break when we get back. Hopefully LSU is going to score a run. They've got a run at first with one out in the bottom of the third. It's scoreless 0-0 between they and Arkansas. We'll get you some weekend predictions in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB and 102.7 FM. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. I am Dean Sava, candidate for Great Lafourche Port Commission CE. Please vote for me, Dean Sava, on March 25th, a lifelong resident of the 10th Ward. I work towards reducing the millage being collected, preserve the current structure of the Port Commission, and no conflicts of interest. I am retired and able to commit to time serving as a commissioner. Please vote for Dean Sava, Great Lafourche Port Commission CE, paid for by the Dean Sava Campaign Fund. 
Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems your only local power generation professional serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. I said in the end of the last segment that I was hoping by the time we got back on the air, LSU would have gotten a run. That has not happened. <laughs> it is they're still batting in the third, uh, but there are two outs and that runner is still stuck at first base. The Tigers are battling though. They're making the Arkansas starter throw a bunch of pitches. So hopefully um that momentum will get reversed here in just a second. We got some weekend predictions that I'll give you. The first one involves this LSU and Arkansas series. I think LSU's gonna win the series. I think they're going to win two of three. I think they're going to keep their momentum going forward. I just, you know, I hate to sound arrogant. It's going to sound like, oh, you know, you're just being an arrogant LSU sports fan. You're a, you're a snob LSU fan. I hear all those things all the time, right? Um, I just think LSU is better than the other teams. I think that they've got a longer lineup, though. If I'll say this, I do think that LSU's lineup isn't as long as some think. Like I hear a lot of people say, oh, one through nine, they got sticks. Now, uh, the bottom of that order tends to strike out a lot, tends to not be as good. Um, But I think that one through nine, they've got capable players. Pitching, I think, is going to be better this weekend than it was last. And I think the Tigers are going to put themselves in position. 
the doubleheader hurts LSU a little bit. Because when you're trying to figure some things out with your pitching, as LSU is, you don't want to have to play two games in a day. You would much rather play a Saturday game and then also a Sunday game and give your guys a little extra rest, maybe use some guys on backs to back, on back-to-backs or whatever. So I think that hurts LSU a little bit, but I think they'll win today. I think Skeens will finish it off, scratch across a run or two here or there. I think you win today, maybe split tomorrow, get the 4-2 and two in SEC play against a good Arkansas team. Look, that's the thing, bro. In this conference, you're not facing – uh, bums, you're facing the number five team in the country. Last week, you faced the number 13 team in the country, whatever Texas A&M was. You're not facing bums. It's going to be tough, and you're going to have to make it happen. I think LSU is going to go to the Final Four in the women's basketball side. Another pro-LSU, maybe homer statement, but I think it's a homer statement backed up in fact. LSU, I think, is going to beat Utah today. They're favored to win by six. And then they would be the, the best-seeded team left in their bracket. They would face the winner between Miami and Villanova, and I don't think either of those teams could compete with the Tigers. Things have situated themselves beautifully for LSU to make it to the Final Four. I think Kim Mulkey and her team are going to execute today against Utah. I think they're going to execute in the Elite Eight, and I think that LSU is going to win by oh, in an ugly game today, right? I think it's going to be an ugly game today against Utah. Very physical. Both teams playing hard in the paint. I think it's going to be an ugly, like, 54-48, to 48, like, not a, an aesthetically pleasing game today. But then I think LSU is going to open up on either Miami and Villanova and put it on them pretty good. So I like the Tigers to make it to the Final Four and hopefully um, cash that ticket forward and, and get themselves in position. Um, let's see. I like in the NCAA tournament, I think Alabama is going to roll. Um, Alabama's good, man. Alabama's good. They've got players... They've got shooting. They've got elite offense. They could score. That's the thing about the Tide, man, is Alabama could score on good defense. They could score on good defense. They just can. And and I think that that's such a luxury. We've talked about this earlier in the week. That's a luxury because in a single elimination tournament, um, I want the team that I, that's, that's not going to go cold, and I don't think that they're going to go cold. I think they're going to score on just about anybody that they play and I think that gives them an advantage over the field. So I like Alabama to continue to roll forward on that side. Um, high school baseball. Yeah, high school baseball is a little quiet this weekend because teams are getting in the district, so there's not as much tournament play, whatever it may be. But I think, of course, South is going to beat Booker T. Washington via a run rule tomorrow. And I think that's going to be a little bit of a spark for them. You know, the Tarpons are not as bad as their long losing streak would indicate, right? They've been walked off. They've been playing extra innings and have a, a bad call or two here. They're like, they're not as bad as their record would indicate right now in the last couple of weeks. They just have not had things go their way. And look, to be fair, in recent years, like last season when the Tarpons got hot and made their little run, they played a bunch of 50-50 games like this and they won them all. They won them all. Like we, we saw a game against South Terrebonne two years ago where the Gators had that game won and then they pop up a bun and turn into a double play. We've seen them win some of these types of games, and now maybe they're just paying the rent a little bit and paying it back, and it's working closer to 50-50. You're going to beat Booker T. Washington tomorrow and hopefully get a little bit of momentum, hopefully start to carry that momentum forward and get hot a little bit in the final stretch run of the year. Will it be enough to get into the top 24? I don't know. But I do think that they're going to be playing better ball at the end of the season than they were or than, than what they are right now. 
And I think that that can make them a dangerous team if they can sneak into the postseason. Um, another prediction that I have for the weekend, I think that South Carolina, boy, I'm really going out on a limb here. Huh? I think South Carolina is going to roll in the women's tournament. I think they're going to also make it to the Final Four. And uh, that would be two SEC teams representing in the Final Four, potentially, for a conference that got slept on, for a conference that didn't get much esteem nor credit. I think that that would be beautiful to see uh, LSU and South Carolina both make it that far. As Arkansas has just taken a lead on LSU, by the way, one nothing on a sacrifice fly in the fourth inning. Um, so, yeah, those are some things that I'm expecting to see. It's kind of a quiet sports week, and I think SmackDown is going to push a big, big number uh, today as we lead into WrestleMania. So that could be another prediction that we can make. Nichols softball taking on Northwestern State. I think that they're going to get a, uh, a series victory, carry it forward. And I think that we're going to see, um, maybe I'm wrong on this, because maybe you don't announce something that, you know, doesn't happen. I'm trying to think of the right way to, to illustrate that. Maybe you don't announce something that, that isn't happening. But I would think that sometime in the next couple of days, you would see Nickel State University release something, either a contract extension with Austin Claunch or something of the sort. Because I think he's coming back. I think that if he hadn't been hired by any of these jobs that he was flirting with by now, I think he's coming back. And I think that there's going to be some sort of language posted by the university in the coming days illustrating that he's coming back. So maybe we could see that. Um, and, and maybe we could you know see if, they, if that's something that will take place over in Thibodeau over the next couple of days. Get some betting picks here. And then we'll wrap up today's show. Sorry, my my attention's diverted a little bit. I'm I'm with one eye looking at the LSU Arkansas game, with the other eye looking at some emails that I'm receiving from some coaches about some different things. And now I'm also trying to wrap up the show today. I like over 137 and a half for Alabama and San Diego State. San Diego State's going to want to slow them down. They're not going to be able to slow them down enough. I think Alabama's going to get it into the 80s. And I'm looking at a situation where that game goes over. <laughs> On the flip side, I like under 139 and a half for Houston and Miami. I think Houston's going to really lock up the defense, play a more physical style, and I think that that one's going to go under. I like Princeton plus 10.5 against Creighton tonight. I don't think Princeton's going to win, but I think that saying that they're going to lose by 11 is a lot. Princeton has played very well. They blew out Missouri in their last tournament game, so I think that they're going to cover that 10.5 number against a Creighton team that frankly may or may not be any good. In the NBA tonight, I like the Wizards minus eight over the Spurs. The Spurs are terrible, and the Spurs have no interest in winning. <laughs> I like the Grizzlies minus 12 over the Rockets. Tonight, I like uh, over 234.5 for the 76ers and the Warriors, and that'll wrap up our NBA picks. That'll wrap up our college picks. Now we go to the women's tournament. I like under 150.5 for LSU and Utah. I think that number is actually way too high. I don't see that game getting into the 70s and 80s like Vegas thinks. I think LSU is going to pound it in the paint. It's going to be physical. It's going to be uh, you know rugged style. I don't think it's going to get anywhere near 150. So I like the under in that game pretty heavily, actually. And then tomorrow um, in the women's tournament, I like South Carolina to roll over 127 against Utah. So... Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, hope that you all have a wonderful rest of the day. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Let's thank our sponsors one more time, then we'll wrap up. The Blue Boot Foundation, 
Buzz off. The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And Reggie Lede, candidate for Greater Lafourche Port Commission, seat E. Um, one last thing. I'm going to do my gratitude minute. I know that I promised I'd do one of these every day. Um, some are going to be serious, some are not. Um, but today, I just wanted to say that I'm grateful for opportunities. Uh, I'm grateful for all of the different things that I got going on. You know, a lot of people tell me, man, you're so busy. Uh, how do you keep up with the schedule? You know, you're at this game, you're at that game, and today's no different. I got a softball doubleheader at Nichols State University, which I'll be going to after I wrap up here. Then Saturday, I'm hosting a three-point contest and a slam dunk contest over at the Lockport Recreation Center. And Sunday, I got to go build a newspaper. Then Monday, I got baseball and this. And like every day, it's a different challenge and a different opportunity. But I also see it as a different adventure. And I am thankful for all of the different things that I got going on because it's far better to be busy than not. It's far better to be um, living with something to do than living with nothing to do. And I'm grateful for all the people that support this show. I'm grateful for all the people that support the different challenges and different things that we do. And uh, those people uh, make it fun to wake up in the morning. Make it, you know, make me bounce out of bed looking forward to everything that's ahead in the next day. So thanks to all those people who support all the different things that we do. You guys know who you are. Let's catch a break. Not a break. Let's catch the bottom of the show. Let's wrap up the show. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday. We've got the Sports Corner tomorrow as well, presented by Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute and sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Have a great rest of the day. God bless you all. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.